0: What year is this? Hello and welcome to A Damn Fine Podcast, the podcast that has now revisited, reanalyzed, and watched Twin Peaks and Twin Peaks The Return. We have finished our journey. I'm Tom Merritt, and with me at the end of this journey is Ron Richards. How are you, Ron?
1: I I can't believe we're here at this moment.
0: (laughs) Oh, so many years ago when we were eating meat together in New York City, we had no idea (laughs) what this journey would be like. Uh, We're not going to get too sentimental about that part of it because we've got two parts of Twin Peaks: The Return to talk about, and here to help us discuss them, Mr. Conrad Kilpatrick. How are you? It's Connor. Con- <laughs> and uh, in Con- the other timeline, I guess I'm Conrad. <laughs> in the other time. <laughs> yes, Con- Conrad Page is here, and uh, and Gabe Hardman is back. Uh, good to have you back as well, Gabe. Thank you for having me. So. <laughs> Um, we, we, Ron and I made the executive decision before the show, uh, not to do a narrative blow by blow in these particular cases. And anyone who's watched all all of them, I think probably gets why, uh, I want to go around the, around the table and, and we'll start with you, Gabe, uh, because there was a sigh there. How are you feeling at the end of Twin Peaks, the return?
2: You know, honestly, I'm, I, I'm. I don't have an answer for that. I don't think there's a way to have an answer for that. Thirty minutes after watching this thing, but uh, I, uh, I'm, I, I think I'm actually going to be positive about this eventually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. I, I think it's important to note, as Gabe just mentioned, we are recording this thirty minutes after Part 18 ended. Uh, so it oh. is. We're all still. Some of us. Even sooner, because I actually started watching it about twenty minutes later. So I so I literally fifteen minutes ago finished it. So I I feel like we're like raw exposed nerves right now. Yeah, I've <laughs> I've got I've
0: got my thoughts that don't sound like they're that that dissimilar uh, to Gabe's. Uh, Connor, how about you?
3: Well, I'm really confused, mostly because you guys keep talking about two hours, and I I had one hour, and then the show ended, and then I just had a black screen for the next hour. I didn't. I th- feel like. Whatever happened in the second hour didn't happen.
0: It just didn't matter for you. You, were, Yeah.
3: Um, I, I now, think I'm going to be able to make the case that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, my feelings on tonight was... Uh, I was at, at times exhilarated, at times confounded, at, at at times infuriated. And I think that sums up the entire return as well as, if I think about it, and I'm, and I'm being honest, the entirety of Twin Peaks. Yeah. Um, so in, that's, yeah. in that sense... <laughs> So this was a pretty, pretty good two hours, and, Par for the course. It stayed in tone. Yeah, I, um, but uh, I, I think the overwhelming feeling I'm feeling right now—I I talked to both Tom and Ron about this beforehand—is that I was wrong. <laughs> what I—the way I thought this was going to end was not the way it ended.
0: I'm
1: not sure anyone predicted this. That didn't well, already know. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I I, yeah. I finished uh, when we when I when it finished when the credits rolled. I turned to. My, I turned to my girlfriend and I was like, so that's it? Like that That can't <laughs> – this can't be it. And I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I just happened to look on Amazon and and I don't know if this is any sort of sign of this, but Amazon lists the entire series as Twin Peaks The Return Season 1. Well, yeah, that's getting well, ahead of yourself. Yeah, that's, yeah.
0: any yeah. season, any any series that only has yeah. one season gets the same treatment. So I okay, don't... maybe,
1: yeah. but 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 I feel like that speaks to the fact that it, that it, it like so at the end of this, it ends, and I'm just like I feel like we just started.
2: Yeah. Right? Well, there was also a little Mobius strip at some point in this. uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, a in, in, uh No, really. I mean the. You know, the, the teapot Jeffreys uh, spit out a little uh, Mobius strip at some point. So,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know,
2: it's not like it's not knowing that.
0: Okay. I I agree with a lot of things that, that you guys have said. I, I feel like part 17 was great. I really enjoyed yeah. it. And in fact, I texted you guys and I said, you know, they could end it right there. I would like a little more. I would like yes. a lot more, frankly, but you know, like that, that, that would have been an ending that I would have been like, okay, that's interesting. Like it leaves a lot of questions, but it was a f- satisfying part. Part 18 on the other hand, uh, is a whole different story. And I feel about part 18 the way I felt about Firewalk with me the minute I walked out of the theater, which was, that's not what I expected. That's not what I wanted, but I don't think I dislike it. And this goes back to what you were saying, Gabe, I think the more time that goes by, the more I'm going to think about it, understand things and like it, kind of like I did with part eight, too.
2: Yeah. I actually feel like the, for me, the kind of gift of this is that it demands that you're going to have to think about
0: this thing. And,
2: (laughs) you know, it demands (laughs) that I'm going to spend another 25 years parsing this motherfucker out, you know? Like... (laughs) Until we get part uh, season four? Yeah, exactly. When 97-year-old David Lynch uh, directs season four.
0: (laughs) I am under the impression from everything I've read that there is no consideration of a season two of The Return.
3: Yeah, so, I don't think there's going to be more.
1: That's one what that they've lot. said. I mean, I, I'm, I'm playing, and admittedly, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate sure. here to, or playing the role for it, but that's what they said. But it, it I mean, and, and Connor and I were joking, uh, was, was it earlier this week, Connor, when when Kyle McLaughlin was doing a QA at Twitter and someone asked him if he gets to keep the suit? And he said, no, no, that's going back into storage for when we need it again. If we need it again, I don't know, maybe we will. And, yeah. and for a moment, it was like, oh, is there going to be more? And you know and and we walked away from it going haha even he doesn't know right like whatever but now after watching this i got to wonder if we didn't just see like 17 was the finale and 18 was like the pilot of the or the first episode of the next season That's or an interesting the you way. Know, yeah you know or is the firewalk with me leading into the next whatever the next chapter of this if you know if he gets enough funding from france again <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. i mean i mean the the thing was is that 17 part 17 you're right i agree with you tom it was it was very satisfying There was a lot of stuff that we predicted, you know, we, we saw, you know, we saw a green glove guy, you know, serve his role as we, as we assumed he would be, um, Although I, I never thought the that that Bob would be so easily defeated with a couple of punches, but okay, oh,
2: hey, hey. Well, he did was. You, did you think he'd be a big flying rock?
0: Huh? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, sure, Yeah, true. yeah.
1: And, but I did think I did think that that once again they do a good job of the fact that Frank Silva is no longer with us still still make him menacing. You know, yeah. like with that face, that face, and the noise and the audio that went with it, and the kid getting bloodied, very similar to how the kid in New York, the the two, yeah. the guy and the girl got bloodied in New York by the I guess by the experiment who is I just, is so uh, sorry, I, Gabe. Go.
2: Yeah, I don't know at the moment. And I'm a little less high on how all that worked out. You know, I, yes. I feel like it was a little clunky and a little like uh, like I. I mean, it did pay off some of the things that were obviously set up with uh, the Green Glove Kid and all that. But I. Uh, but I also felt like the execution of it was very odd, and it was uh, and the fact that everybody came together but nobody really interacted, and it, it was <laughs> yeah. very strange. I mean, <laughs> it, you know, and honestly, I mean, in some ways. As I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the guy here who says that, like, in some ways, I think I like the last one better. I think I like this going off the edge with Dale Cooper and having something where we really like we we have to struggle to to uh, to to stay with this and the production values of it for some reason felt more like a feature than uh, than a lot of the other stuff did, and it's and it felt like. I mean, it did feel like a totally different thing, and like we went off into something totally different. But it, it's, but I'm not thinking, I'm not sitting around thinking about the green glove kid. I'm thinking about, you know, like why the, fuck, what, how come the motel changed? What, what, what year was this?
3: You know, I mean, all
1: that stuff. Yeah, yeah you know, that, what exactly
3: happened? Yeah, I mean,
1: or, well, they,
3: okay, yeah.
1: So, so, I, so this is my take on what happened. All right. This uh, and 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 this is where we'll start speculating, and you guys shoot it down or correct or reinterpret or whatever. But so they they defeat Bob. We get confirmed that that Nido is Diane, which was I agree with Gabe was a little clunky. It's like oh, it's her, you know. Well, and the um, mis-
0: and the Mister C slash Bob defeat was a little easy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, also, yeah you know we, what?
3: I, the last time we were all together, the four of us was talking about season two's finale and. Yeah. And we discussed then that Wyndham Earl was dispatched quickly because really, at the end of the day, he was just a tool of Bob. And that's the same right. thing with Mr. And C. I Mr. C was never also, the bad guy. Bob. Yeah, was. and I also yeah.
2: think that this, if you looked at every other, the way every other thing was dealt with along the way during the series, I, I was not surprised in any way that Mr. C was dealt with in this kind of yeah. way. Because, I mean, everybody ended up that way. Like all the built up heavies and whatever, or, you know, like, you know, Hutch and Chantel and everything, everybody had some sort of ending that didn't, didn't go the, the obvious way. And I never expected to, you know, to see them fight or something, you know? So, right. right. So,
1: okay. So, 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 okay. So that wraps up as it was, as it was, as it was, as it would, um, Cooper gets the key to the great, to his room at the great Northern, which is also the key to a room in the basement, which is another door to the convenience store. Fine. Him, him, and, and also
2: the basement where uh, I mean it's it's weird and hard to to parse, but like the basement where the one armed man said that stuff to him in the European pilot, also his dream from was, uh, episode two, right? Was
1: that, the, was that the basement of the Great Northern or the basement no, of the hospital?
2: That's the thing in the in the fiction of the show, right? In the yeah. fiction of the show. That, you know, in it in the part that never aired in the, the European yeah. pilot, they were saying it was at the basement of the hospital. Right. The reality yeah. of it was that's the same location where they shot the um, those two scenes. Right. OK, so they they shot the stuff that from as I understand it, they shot the stuff in the uh, that's in the basement in the European pilot ending the same place they shot this stuff.
0: The, the, they're saying the either one of which is <laughs> 315 in the Great Northern
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing the, the key works in multiple locks but okay so him so Cooper goes through the door he goes to the convenience store him and the one-armed man go to they see Philip Jeffries and then Cooper then and there's a lot of talk about time past, past and I'm skipping over a bunch of stuff I know but then we go back to footage from Fire Walk with me and this is where I turn to my girlfriend and I said are we back to the future Towing this right now because you have old Cooper watching Laura argue with James, and then intercede and save her from being killed by Bob. Right. Right. And 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 then we 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 see Pete going to go fishing, and there's no body. The body disappears from the shore. Wait, hold he on. Says, how
3: how excited were you to see Pete?
1: Uh, I oh, so I excited. Excited. yeah! I was very excited. Yeah, yeah, and and what's funny is that they show Pete leaving the house and going fishing, and that's when my girlfriend turned to me and she goes, "Lynch just planned this from the beginning, didn't he? I mean, he <laughs> shot him, he shot him fishing all these years yeah, ago." Exactly. And I was <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, so he he saved Laura, but at one point when they're walking, they they're walking to a lodge portal. The, the owl noise or some sort of noise happens a scream and he but, loses Laura and that's the point where Laura gets sucked into the time stream and that drops her for some reason in Odessa Texas.
0: Okay. This oh, that's so that's your interpretation of of that's my her interpretation. interpretation of okay. okay. All right, but
3: go ahead, go, Gabe, you go.
2: Okay. The noise that that happens when she disappears, I yeah. believe that that's the frog bug. I believe that was the noise of the uh from from a Yeah.
1: Uh, um
2: and. The, I think that the uh, I think what, what's her name? Carrie Page yep. uh, is the girl from episode 8. And oh. I think, and I think when he asked what year it is I think the year that they're in is 1989. I think that's the girl and she grew up and she looked like Laura and it's 1989 in a different timeline.
0: Mm-hmm. It's funny. Okay. I, I took the clicking sounds in the woods to be, you know, some sort of, of physical manifestation of the lodge saying, no, you can't mess with the time stream. That's what I thought, too. And pulling right. yeah. Laura back into the regular time stream because we see Sarah Palmer banging Laura's picture, which right. I took to mean in grief that she was still dead. Yeah, which she wouldn't have been right. doing. If, know, we
3: heard the screams that were based the screams from when Bob killed her in the, in the yeah. train car. I, I thought yeah. she'd have sucked back. Like they were saying, Nope, can't, you can't stop this. Yeah. And, and yeah, she was yeah. very well to be.
2: Yeah. I, and, I mean,
1: and, and so now, so now I could know any of those kind of work, but then fast forward. So then Cooper wake for whatever reason, Cooper wakes up in Texas and stops in Judy's diner, no, he, which, which, which no, leads no, no, him. No, no, to, no, no, you're skipping the whole Diane yeah, yeah, scene. Yeah. He, he, uh, yeah, I am skipping the Diane sexing because I don't quite know what to make of that. But, okay, because no he goes back no,
0: to the- to the regular reality, meets up with Diane, drives out into Texas countryside, and says, "Should we do this?" And Diane's like, "Yep, we totally should." And then they cross over, and that's to me the point when they go into the alternate timeline. Yes. That involves well, yeah. Odessa.
3: Yeah.
2: Yes. I
0: mean, yes, and they yes. also,
2: I mean, they uh, they drove four hundred and thirty miles, uh, yeah, um, which was what the um fireman set in the first scene right, oh, right. yeah 430 right. richard and linda and right. uh and then I, and it sure sure looked to me like that was the location where the doppelganger crashed his car as well yeah um, it did but um the and that could be and that's in you know whichever dakota it is i can't remember those difference <laughs> between the north one and the south one but the um like uh, and so that, that seems like it could plausibly be 430 miles away from Twin Peaks, right? Sure. Right. And, uh, and then, like, so they go through into this thing. They know that for some reason, I mean, I think that in the lodge, Laura whispered something about, like, where she was in his ear. And that's right. what they were going to investigate.
3: Okay. Maybe. Well, the use of that the use of that whisper as the closing credits made me think she was whispering. We are stuck in this alternate world and we are well, never so getting out because he look, looks look, horrified when he hears when he's yeah, yeah well
1: that that, that gets stuck. to my other point though so so skip over the fact that Cooper ends up in Texas and he finds uh, Carrie Page who looks just like Laura who by the way I will say that when he walked up to the house I turned I said is Laura's gonna open the door and it was so but, you know by the that way comment.
0: Odessa Texas is like two thousand miles from, yeah. <laughs> from
1: Snoqualmie <laughs> Falls Washington
0: but. Which, but
1: we, long and that's the thing. That's the thing about the show is that the tension of watching the show is they're driving from Odessa, Texas to Twin Peaks and I'm watching the clock and I'm going yeah, th- yeah. This, And they're driving thir- in real
2: time. Yeah. Yeah. 13, exactly yeah. <laughs> the actual <laughs> amount of time to drive. It. Right.
1: Thirteen minutes left in the show. What are they gonna do? It's like play, um, playing teller's so,
0: Teller's bus driver game again.
1: At, And so Cooper believes that if he takes Laura to her home, she'll snap out of it and realize that she's Laura or whatever. They go there, and now here's the thing that gets me is that they go to the house, and Sarah Palmer's not there, but who is the woman who answers the door? Oh, it's Chalfant. another
0: Mrs. Tremond.
1: Oh, wait,
2: no, Correct. it's another Chalfont. Oh no, it, no. It, well, you're right. It was Tremond. The pre, the previous people who owned it were Chalfont. Yeah.
1: Right. So okay. so the those those two names make me go with Connor in the thought of that they're stuck in a loop with Judy, like or Judy's put them in a loop or whatever the lodge has done to them. They're trapped in this kind of thing because those names were present. If it was random names, yeah, I would, yeah. I would, I would, I would totally co-sign to the alternate timeline. But the fact that they're two last names that we that we've heard that are tied to the lodges that freaked me out.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, it's
1: because
3: I cause then Cooper basically hears the electricity. He has this weird convulsion and asks what what year it is, which was. It reminds me of. I feel like this happened before. I feel like a character's asked what year it was before. Was it was it Jeffries when he came back in Fire Walk with Me? Yes. No, no, no. It was.
1: Was it was it um was it Briggs when he came back as the Aviator?
3: Yes. Yeah. It feels it feels like, but then and then she you know hears her mother's voice, and she starts screaming like like only Cheryl Cheryl Lee can do. Yeah, greatest
2: screamer in uh, motion picture history. Uh, (laughs) I was uh,
3: expecting someone's going to call the cops on me when I watch the show, but um. (laughs) I know. uh, I see. It just felt so sinister. It wasn't. It didn't feel like so simple. Like they had just gone to a different timeline. It felt like they were in some sort of lodge prison. And then, oh, they just I think, think
2: the, that is true. I mean, I think it's something like that. But I don't know that we can parse the difference between these oh, things. Totally I not. think that I mean, it's we'll something know. where it may be kind of both. I don't know. I mean, I I think that the stuff. I really do think that that stuff from part eight somehow figures into this in ways that. Are not as clear right now as they might be if you look. And there's
0: another clue in what Jeffrey says, where he he gives Cooper what he needs to know about February 23rd, 1989, but then starts to tell him like, "There's another, there's someone else or something," and then he's like, "Oh wait, did you ask that?" So there's. Oh there's wait,
2: a, I didn't. I, I can't remember this. What happened?
0: <laughs> he, <laughs> so Sorry. Wait, what when he's talking <laughs> to to steam Jeffrey's? Yeah. Uh, and Steam Jeffries is like, all right, February 23rd, 1989, here's what you need to know. And he get, you know, makes a little steam owl turned into double diamonds. He says, there's also some... What, did, Ron, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it, he says something like, yeah. there's also someone else. Oh, wait, did you ask about that? Oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, 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 I think, think we're going to have
3: The main thing is when, when Ron and I and talked and then Tom and I talked, we, the, the, the thrust of it was... He's going to end it like he ended Firewalks with me on Hope and Redemption and the Angel Absolving Laura, and not like the end of season two. Right. And he went to, right into season two.
2: Yeah. Which, well, I, and also, also, like, you know, Lost Highway or uh, Mulholland Drive. I mean, you know, ending someplace where things have sort of come together, but they're, you're really often. I mean, the end of Lost Highway is a guy just driving out into the middle of a desert and he may be turning into somebody else. You know, you're not sure. But like the I mean this is I think this is in that really dark David Lynch like identity stuff area. But like it's real yeah, it's I I'm a little bit thrilled by it. I am. I I am. I'm a little bit I I was going along and like there were a lot of things in this season that felt a little pat to me and felt a little I mean obviously there was not there was nothing like fan service in it, but there were but things that felt a little explained that were the supernatural things and stuff like that, yeah maybe too literal. Yep. and this just like decimated all those feelings. you know it now nothing about this feels pat anymore.
1: <sighs> yeah, it's 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 funny because like go, like go, going into it, I you know of course like everyone else, I'm hoping for some, uh, not resolution, but like I, I you know like I knew we weren't gonna get Cooper having a cup of coffee and everyone going and we were all Twin Peaks. Yeah, I knew that wasn't I knew that wasn't gonna happen. <laughs>
0: this sure is a damn fine cup of Joe.
1: Thanks, exactly. Norma. But I I, I got I. You know, like and it's funny because like the ending is you know Laura screaming and Cooper looking confused on the street. Like I like a lot of this felt like, oh, this is us. You know, like it felt like a little. Like Yeah. This, oh. <laughs> this this kind of feels like kind of, yeah yeah this this is how we're we're supposed to be feeling at this moment right? <laughs> it's it's. Isn't it interesting though that okay I'm sorry I may
2: be getting off track but the if that Cooper of episode 16 and 17 felt very cartoonish you know he was very dale cooper like Mm -hmm. too much so almost and uh he was the dale cooper from like the georgia coffee commercials and then like the and then in this in the last one he was a it, it was still kind of recognizably dale cooper but this Subtler, different kind of thing—a completely different tone. Mm. I, I, I think there's something weird about that. I think there's I some p- kind of dissonance there.
0: Picked up on that too, and it made me think of Mr. C. Yeah, especially yeah. when he's driving. and uh, in When that, he's driving in- with Diane and when he's driving with Laura, he he has the look and the quietness of Mr. C, and yeah. some of the ways he's saying things, especially mm-hmm. in Judy's diner. Feel very much like okay, that's the way Mr. C delivers lines, not the way Dale Cooper delivers lines. Right,
2: and I was very yeah. much thinking that in the diner. But then when he went and uh, you know went to the little uh, mm-hmm. you know what's her name's uh, uh, the, you know the fake plumber's house, Carrie. Right? Yeah. Um I mean, when he when he started talking to her, I was like, well, no, this is Cooper. This yeah. is you know this is yeah. him. It, it, that the choices there were very strange, but I feel like that had to be deliberate. It had to be saying something.
1: I don't Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely picked up on that. One point, at one point, we I forget who said it, whether it was me or my girlfriend, but we wondered out loud: Is is are we sure this is Cooper? Like, right. is this you know like and yeah, just the, the 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 quietness and the not as Cooperism-y as he was in in sixteen and seventeen. Um, but I, I gotta imagine because because Mister C, we saw Mister C burst into flames.
3: Yes. Right. Uh, well, maybe it's Cooper through the lens of the Black Lodge. I mean, he basically went into the Black Lodge at the end of of seventeen and didn't ever come out.
0: Well, or he's yeah. reunified.
2: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say.
0: But like, oh, it's
3: yeah, something be about
2: nice. being reunified and not, you know, being, you know, having those darker parts to him and being an yeah. older guy who's on this little quest or whatever.
1: I, I do. Li- I do like that they took the time to show the one armed men making the new Dougie and Dougie going home. Uh, yeah. That was nice. Yeah, we well, got like, a happy either, ending there. That's
2: what I thought we were. I mean, if I had to guess what we were going to end with, I thought we were going to end with the question of whether whoever the Cooper is that goes back to uh, Jane E was the real Cooper or not. Like, I, 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 but, you know. But, uh, apparently, this was. Uh, I mean, the, the only question there seemed to be how mentally fit uh, the <laughs> that went.
1: Yeah, because when he when he went in the door, he just said home. Like it seemed like he <laughs> was weird again. You well, know. Right. Yeah. He, he
2: didn't repeat anything. So
1: True. <laughs> he yeah some
2: independent agency.
1: <laughs> um but I, I do like how it just it, it, it they, they allowed us to wrap that up and that's that like a part of me wondered in the last part if it was gonna go super normal and just kind of showing like i thought it was gonna focus more on vegas and dougie than the cooper and all this but um so so one thing we're we're not ignoring not touching on is so what where what happened to diane
2: fuck if i know like there were. <laughs> Two of them, or uh, two Dianes at one point in there after the whole thing, right. where they went to. I have
0: no idea. Which makes me yeah. really buy into the idea that we're in a pocket universe, or or a or a manifestation of the lodge, where Hertulpa still exists. Maybe because you've gone backwards in time inside the lodge, and so Hertulpa hasn't, you know, deflated yet. Uh, that that it's still in there somehow, and that it swaps itself. I think that's Diane. another
3: another sign that it's not it's not an alternate timeline. It's got it is some sort of dark place because why would there be a creepy Diane? Standing but then we there? saw
0: the 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 doppel Diane def- deflate itself and blow away. So
1: well, no, but that was that was the that was the manufactured doppel Diane by Mr. C. Yeah, I don't know who. Oh, I so white, maybe because there air. was a
0: gold ball at the end, so maybe they built a new Diane.
1: Yeah,
2: but I mean when they were at the motel um, in part. Eighteen. There were two Dianes. She looked at Yeah, out and no, signs that's what
0: that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. one yeah. of those is a rebuilt Diane from the lodge. Right.
1: But no. But then she was gone again. So w- was that Diane looking?
3: I, I, I kind just, of. I just think it's a sign that this is a, this is a supernatural place they're in. They're mm-hmm. not in the regular world.
2: Right. Um. I just don't know that we can pin it down. That hard, no, I, I don't I, know. I think that we'll... th- I think it could be kind of both. You know, and I. I but I don't think there's any real argument like there's no reasonable argument for being anything so
1: there's just no reasonable argument for any of it they very (laughs) clearly
0: cross into something because he talks to diane about it but they don't want to tell us what and then there's a laura palmer that doesn't remember being laura palmer and is older we don't know what year it is because cooper makes a point of asking it and not telling us there's two dianes and sarah palmer doesn't live in the palmer house anymore so we're definitely somewhere different
2: also, Richard and Linda. They they oh, seem right. to yeah, be yeah. Richard and Linda, that too. Which I don't know what that is.
1: Yeah, we never. I so so like this all goes back to the giant in part one when the so the giant the first and, scene. Yeah, the, yeah, the fireman, the giant, or and Cooper are sitting and he says what he says. He says that he says so, Richard so. and Linda, two birds at one stone, right? Right. And
2: four thirty, and, what, uh, and uh, listen to the sounds. Right. Oh, and they're in our house now. Holy shit. What is that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean that that could be the convenience store because what happens when he doesn't actually go in a house. He doesn't go into the convenience store. He goes upstairs in a house and passes the jumping boy with the long nose on the way. Right. That's true. But they
2: literally it literally ends with a house and there are different people in it.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, there's that too.
2: I I will say I, I laughed out
3: loud when he goes into Carrie's house and it's revealed there's a guy with his brains all over. The <laughs> well,
2: I, look, she, try, she tries to keep her house clean. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, she tries, but you know, when you got a dead guy sitting Sometimes there,
2: you just got to blow a guys brains out and leave him on the couch though, <laughs> for several
0: days. What are you supposed to do? Right. I mean, come on. It so
3: I guess, I mean, there's a lot of questions, but one of the ones I was left with when it was all over was what was the point of building up all the Audrey stuff? who yep. no. knows like that, ending on that is a huge question i mean Are it mean, wasn't like it wasn't like happened in the background it wasn't like a fun thing like jerry running to wyoming which i yeah. absolutely love yeah it was it, and it was literally the cliffhanger of last week's episode yes <laughs> I,
0: mean, I i took and it, it never
3: was dealt with again.
0: i took well, it as we misinterpreted it uh, and i did this too as a cliffhanger and it's an ending the ending is audrey is is imagining things and there you go yeah, that, that's but, all you get to know about not, audrey
2: isn't it odd that the um, that the uh, evolution of the arm said the thing about the little girl who lived? What story is this? Is it the is it the little girl who lived down the lane? That's what Audrey said in a couple of episodes back.
0: Oh yeah, that's right.
2: Hmm. So that ties together with that somehow. We will never know how.
1: <laughs> but it does. Well,
2: once once season four come, starts up, then we'll know. <laughs> sure, in Ron's imaginary season four, we'll figure it all out.
0: <laughs> I mean, David Lynch doesn't like to answer questions. He doesn't, and and it's well, it's part of the brilliance of his films is that he doesn't. He leaves it there for you to do what we're doing right now, uh, yeah. which is more I, fun. There's
3: plenty of that in the show, kind of but this this is, this, yeah. is, this is he, he he asks the question and then doesn't answer. It's not like he. I mean, and he kept asking it every episode before episodes and they just I mean, it was just it was just weird to end it on such a such a power, I mean if it hadn't been for that last scene with Audrey dancing and then the the flash to whoever she was if they would never had that scene, it wouldn't have
0: bothered me as much. He put Ed and Norma together. How much more do you want from him? <laughs>
2: I,
1: honestly, I am happy
0: that the that that all worked out okay. I don't know what the hell happened to Becky.
2: I don't know. Well, that,
1: that's that's what I mean. Like like what was going on with Carl Rod? What was going on with Becky? What's going on with the with the the woman and and the and the and the zombie kid and the uncles coming over? How did what's going how on? did like,
0: Alicia Witt not get more lines? What
1: what is how did Ashley Judd not get more lines? What happened with <laughs> Ashley Judd and her husband in the wheelchair? Like what, what happened with, what happens with the the drooling guy in the, in the jail? Yeah. Who apparently apparently
3: is a friend of our friend, which is, which we found out a couple weeks ago, which is funny. He wouldn't tell us anything.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, so the whole thing about the drugs and the zombies and the, the woman who blew, who threw up in the car, that's all world building. Apparently that's not plot. That's just hey. Right. This is something happening in the background. It's another story. It's atmosphere. Yeah,
3: atmosphere. Yeah. Right. But really, yeah. where's I mean, Billy? That's the question I'm going to leave myself with for the next. Yeah. <laughs> However many years I have to live.
0: And, I, and that's what that's what Bing wants to know too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you d- would Bing instead of Google, you'd find out.
2: Yeah. Right. So the, I, I I mean I think that there. I mean I just rewatched all of them up until you know and so uh, you did you did
1: the, you did the sixteen part rewatch. I did.
2: I did. Did you I, get up
1: at 4 a.m. or what time? did No, you no,
2: I didn't watch it on Showtime. I, I just watched it on the you know okay. a, as I could, uh, yeah. you know, uh, streaming. But the um, I I think that the uh, there is a real, especially when you watch them all together. There's this real sense that uh, that things you know not only are you know things dark and there's the drugs and there's the weird stuff in Twin Peaks and all that. But there's this general sense of things being kind of broken and fucked up over the course of, of the series that starts to really shift towards the end where uh, Ed and Norma get together. And when Cooper wakes up, he's genuine and he thanks, uh, um, you know, Mullen, Bushnell Mullins and, and tells him he's a good guy. And there's like this this real shift towards a sort of like bringing this kind of, uh, you know, feeling and and genuine emotion back into the world of Twin Peaks. I have no idea where and I totally expected in some way, even in a vague sort of thematic way for that kind of thing to pay off, even in just 17, where we get some kind of sense of something with the town, some closure of some sort with the town, which I don't know that we did. I think I just think it is I mean those things are episodic maybe they just are the uh the kind of world build- building qualities of it but I think that at the same time that stuff can be tonal and it can be uh, about saying something else about you know not just like world building like this is the kind of shoes they wear in fantasy land you know mm-hmm. but like uh the but you know creating a big tone for for this world that says something more about our bigger story but I was a little puzzled by how little that came together in the in the part before we went off into this crazy episode 18 stuff. I don't know. I felt like that was as much as anything that we didn't you know, we didn't get a a resolution for those stories and stuff. But it also didn't really feel like we got a kind of big thematic resolution to stuff in episode 17. It was weird and clunky, but that's also just my first read on it. I don't know. Maybe there's more to it that I just yeah. missed. Well, and I
0: think I, yeah. Go go ahead, Connor.
3: I just think there. I didn't want. I don't know what I want. I'm processing a lot of things as we talk, <laughs> but <laughs> we all so, um, so many things, Connor. So many. I feel like he, they set up so much interesting things about the town of Twin Peaks, and then I think that the thematic element of the town got super dark, and it was already. It was uh, the, the the original show was about how the darkness underneath the veneer of the yeah. small town. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like it, you know the, they were setting up. This, this got way worse, and it just didn't. I don't know what they were trying to say with that because it wasn't like they came out of it at the end. It's still yeah. bad.
1: Um, unless, what, unless the go, elements unless of the going, show didn't
3: change that.
1: Well, unless, unless going back to the point that Gabe made, which is that we got Big Ed and Norma, and Their we love got, is
3: strong, and, but not strong enough to clean up
1: the town. Well, I mean, no, but that, but that's what I, that's what I mean. So you got, you got Big Ed and Norma, you got Nadine sh- shoveling herself out of the shit. Right, you got Do- Dr. Amp, you know, and uh, Dr. Jacoby, kind of doing his thing. Like, ha- has Twin d- is Twin Peaks turning a corner? And that is just again simmering underneath the 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 surface. I'm trying to make a case here. Yeah, you know, like like and 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 the 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 glimpse of it that we got is through Big Ed and Norma, but really that is what is beginning for the sun to come back out. You know, like I, I don't know. But I mean, it
3: ends on a super dark note, so.
1: And also, true, and also, what is Gersten Hayward doing? Is she still in the woods?
2: Apparently. Uh, yeah. the, I mean, I think that yeah, in, the, in season four of Twin Peaks, at the end, we're going to see a scene where Gersten Hayward goes back in time and watches all of
0: this stuff <laughs> from the woods. And she's um, Patty Page. <laughs> the singer. I, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't, I, I'm, I'm going back to Diane again, too, because I'm wondering what was the purpose of the sex scene?
2: I think the purpose of the sex scene was to say, I mean, we, we found out this horrible, horrible revelation that, um, that uh, Diane was sexually assaulted by Bad Coop, right? And so they were leading us into this feeling like that sex scene between them, between the two real people, was going to fix things. And they, that that was going to make up for the horrible things that had happened in the past that they were not in control of because they're now, now they are the real people and they are in control. Right. But then right. it could be like that. It couldn't they couldn't let it be like that. I mean, this does feel a lot of like Lost Highway in that way, where the that's a movie that's all about fixing things and about you know, uh, things have gone horribly wrong. This guy murdered his wife and and he goes so far as to change himself physically into a different guy, a younger guy who was literally a mechanic who could fix stuff and like tries to put everything back together again. And as soon as it seems like it's coming back together, it all falls apart. Like, so I, I feel like there's an element where they are, you know, it's it was the sex scene was leading us to think that somehow things could be fixed and that they couldn't. I thought it was very
3: telly she started covering up his face
2: yeah. in the middle yes. of it. And then and, by and the, the end, platters,
3: she had his whole face my covered. My
0: prayer playing, which is romantic, but also sort of a, you know, a, a wistful, like, I wish kind of song. Yeah. Um,
3: they, they, they kept panning up her back and then over her shoulder to his face. I kept thinking we were going to see a different face at one point because they kept revealing him, revealing well, him, also, revealing he, him. He was
2: not enjoying it. You know, no, know, it right. was very intense. It was, it was weird and intense. And it, I mean, Dougie fucking loved it, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's why, that's why for a moment, I was wondering if we were seeing the incident between Mr. C and Diane or a reflection in the of it or something. No. Yeah,
2: yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Some different version of it.
0: I did yeah. keep expecting but to it, see the V lights go up her spine too, for some reason. Oh,
2: right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, but it clearly wasn't, I mean, you know she was on top it was not a you know he, yeah. he was not assaulting not yeah. yeah no this right, was true. a
0: this was a this was a, a mirror universe of that happening no, yeah. yeah yeah and but but so self-contained within the scene i understand what's going on why it happens after they cross over why she went with him at all and why they went to the motel instead of straight to judy's no clue like oh, yeah who Nobody
1: Richard knows And who are Richard and Linda? Like who are Richard and Linda? <laughs> I mean I
2: guess they're Richard and Linda in this world yeah, maybe. You know, I mean in this other world. I mean he's he has he retains these memories. He he knows that he's Dale Cooper, but I mean maybe in this world he's Richard.
1: Yeah. I do I do like the, the use of Richard in by the giant, and then Richard Horn mm-hmm. as as yeah. a great red herring for the entire series. Yeah, right?
2: yeah, and they mentioned there was a mention of Linda earlier uh, yeah. in the first Carl Rod scene, and like, and that's a very uh, Mike and Bobby. Oh yep. or you know there's Mike and there's Bob. Oh you mean Mike and Bobby? No, different Mike, different Bob. You yeah. Know? Yep. <laughs> like the, yep, yep. you know it's the the it's it's breaking the most cardinal rules of storytelling and and, right. and doing it gleefully, you know. And and uh, that's certainly uh, the, I always figured that there was some version of it where this Richard was not the Richard and the Linda they talked about were not was that the Linda because it just seemed too likely that they'd pull something like this again. Right.
1: Um, I do. I do want to. I, I know we're 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 deep in the mud, but I do want to. Uh, Should we shove
2: ourselves out of the shit? Let's shove ourselves, <laughs> ourselves out of the shit.
1: I do want to uh, call attention to and, and applaud the very beginning of part 17 when Gordon Cole and Albert and Tammy are reflecting on what they just saw, and Gordon is saying how he d- couldn't bring he, he couldn't bring himself to shoot to shoot Diane, and uh, Albert says you are getting soft in your old age, and Gordon oh, says geez, not where yeah. it counts, not where oh. it counts, buddy. <laughs>
0: And then Tammy oh, yeah. gives a little look.
1: Well, so, okay, so there, there, there's, a, like, Tammy Preston. Did, did, she, did she serve Why any purpose? Preston? <laughs> did she serve any purpose other than to react to what Gordon or, or Albert were saying to one another?
2: No. 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 Yeah. I, okay, that first scene. So the, that's a, that was a situation where it opened up and he started, like, explaining something really literal about a supernatural thing that was the kind of thing that I didn't like as much in this series. Yes. And I didn't understand... And ha- having watched the following two hours, I have no idea why that scene was there or how it makes sense that you would make that big of a deal out of this idea. I and mean, except that there may be... I'm saying that there may be sense to this that I can't see at this point. But right. the um, but like the idea that they somehow... Somehow uh, before Cooper disappeared and Briggs died, they made some plan to try to find or deal with the uh, um, Judy. Judy, which I assume is the experiment, the mother who, you know, right out all the stuff in episode eight. But like, how does that fit with everything we saw afterwards? And, and, and also,
1: does so, and also, did that did that happen after season two's finale? And so then, is it Gordon Cole and M- Major Briggs and Mister C plotting that? No, because no, uh,
2: Briggs was gone by that point. Yeah, I think that no, well, no, I mean Briggs dies like the day oh, after. Oh, you're right. You're right.
0: You're right. right.
2: But the but I it, it must I you know that's a good question.
0: Happened off maybe, camera. Maybe. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, clearly yeah. they're you know, retconning it, but like it yeah. maybe it is that, that it, you could make the argument that it was Doppel Cooper that he was talking to, and you could make the argument that it was real Cooper. If it was Doppelganger Cooper, I mean, in a way, if it was Doppelganger Cooper, why wouldn't he have just stuck with the Cooper uh, um, identity and right. worked with Cole to try to find this thing that he was looking for? Because you could certainly make the argument that the Doppelganger was looking for Judy, the whole time looking for the experiment whether he quite realized it or not but right. on the other hand it kind of seems like that was real cooper who was working with them to to figure that
1: out
0: yeah i think it was real cooper and i and i think where he and diane go is the experiment interesting I mean, I be, and that's interesting. why we see judy's diner there
1: judy yeah yeah right. so, then, so, then, so, so they're, they're not, inside like, the experiment yeah right so that that leads to my other question then about more about Mr. C, which is okay, so Mr. C goes into the woods to where the coordinates are, where the pool of gold liquid is, right? And he enters the white lodge, presumably. And when he goes in, he is then immediately captured or his face is captured in a cage. Yes. And you've got flo- a
2: dumpster level cage. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh-huh. you've got flo- you've got you've got floating Don Davis head. <laughs> and then the, the giant then w- w- tinder swipes him away and <laughs> looks at the Palmer house, but then swipes and sends him to the sheriff station. Yeah. And so, and so, then he walks into the sheriff's station. What's Mister C's end game at that point?
0: No, well, he was trying to get in the White Lodge security system. Cat caught him, and the fireman says, "Well, I know where he'll he'll end.
1: Where the Green Fist guy is. To, yeah, the Green. Yeah, yeah the The Green, yeah. the green yeah. Fist is. Right. So I'm going to yeah. send
0: him to the sheriff station. He'll think that that's a good place for him to be, and then that'll be the end of him.
1: I will
3: say when he, from that moment on, I got up from the couch and stood in front of the TV. That's how tense I was.
2: I was so scared when he walked yes. up to Andy, you know?
3: Yes. Like, yes,
2: no, I, yes. I would <laughs> oh.
3: sit down. I could not sit down.
2: I just wanted well, to be like, there's there's just no way he needs to get anywhere near Andy. Come yeah, on. Or
1: Lucy, <laughs> right? either one. Well, yeah. Well, that was that was the thing, is that my first thought is like, oh no, don't don't take out Andy. But then when they walk in the sheriff station and Lucy's wearing the sweater from Andy's Vision. Yeah. Right. And and I mean, bravo to give put Lucy in a position where she she kind of takes him out when when she shoots him. Well, she finally Um,
0: figures out how cell phones work.
1: And and I believe
0: that she was tipped off by the fact that Andy said, huh, Cooper didn't want coffee. And the Cooper on the phone wanted coffee. And she's like, bingo, not Cooper.
2: I think that's right. I also like. I mean, I gotta say, I, one of my least favorite scenes was that thing where she couldn't figure out that uh, um, uh, that uh, uh, you know that the that uh, Frank Truman was was on the cell phone, and then she falls over in that kind of uh, unnecessarily comic thing. And yeah. that the fact that that comes around to to pay off at the end of this, I thought that was actually pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> that she figured out that there could be two different, like somehow the fact that there could be two different people. Oh, that yeah, I just, know. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: it made it all
1: coherent for yeah. her. She's like, yeah.
0: oh right, right. right.
1: <laughs> and and once again, James Hurley is relegated to just standing around watching. Also, yeah, he, I he mean, does that the
0: best? That's my, what he's <laughs> minor continuity part. Loved seeing Chad's little, you know, side jag, and then Chad get his at at at, uh, at Andy's uh, behest. Yeah. But but. When Chad makes sure that the drooling guy is asleep before he sneaks out, he apparently isn't worried at all about James Hurley seeing <laughs> him.
2: Well, would you would, be would you worried be? about <laughs> James Hurley? I mean, I mean, come on. Point <laughs> He's taken. He's like a dog. He's just looking in the direction that the noises are coming from. <laughs> I, I know
3: this isn't a season wrap up, but it did it did touch on something that really bugged me throughout the entire season, and that was. I don't know what what the benefit of was having Harry just off camera the entire time. It
1: was it, it, it was Yeah.
3: It, 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 it really was, bugged me because hmm. all it did was reinforce that he wasn't there. And right.
2: yeah, I it, I actually I mean, I I feel a little bit like that, but I also feel like I really liked in the end that it was Frank Truman and not Harry who I'll was say, there. Sure, but it,
3: like it, it, I get it Michael Anke doesn't want to actually more totally his his, his Choice, whatever, it's fine. But then just have him have been, he has died in the intervening years. Like, I don't, it, it just felt like a twisting of the knife that he was constantly yeah. on the phone, but not in the
1: show. They keep calling attention to it, right? Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. they kind of worked <laughs> themselves into a corner there because it was very elegant at first to say Sheriff Truman and have you have all the feels, but then, yeah. you know, with a brief explanation, well, I'm his brother Frank. But then,
1: but how, how over eighteen did we hear that parts,
0: <laughs> it started to be like, yeah, yeah, we know you're Frank. You know, now we got to explain it to Dale. Okay, great. Right, right.
2: <laughs> but I think that the perspective of of having a different guy there. Oh, is great. Good no, for he's the the show.
3: Who didn't understand everything? You wouldn't, you know, if it's if it's Harry, he knows what's going on. Yes. I, yeah. I totally. I get the utility of it. I, I didn't know, yeah, like yes. having. Harry just off camera. I kept thinking he was gonna show up at the end because yeah, they kept, yeah. okay. They kept, but
2: look, so since the since there's never gonna be a season four, and uh, and this <laughs> is the end of Twin Peaks forever, that means uh, in my mind, Harry got better and everything's fine. Hey, you're right. Just, yep. <laughs> oh god,
3: <laughs> I don't know what to do. Uh, I don't know, know what to what do. To do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I think we've got to the point where we can kind of, and Connor, I think you've got the right idea. Is kind of sum up our feelings about the return as a whole, and where it fits. I've I've spent a lot of time thinking about the show and the plot
1: and the Tom, atmosphere. Tom, h- h- how much time have you spent thinking about it? Oh, this.
0: <laughs> countless no, countless hours. Uh, okay. I have not accounted uh, for it, but in the end, I very much like a lot about the return. It is unfortunately not the same things that I liked about Twin Peaks season one and season two. And I think that's fine. I don't, I don't think that's a weakness of it. Even that's the same thing about Firewalk with me. I like things about Firewalk with me. They're not the same things I like about Twin Peaks. I still wish there's still part of me that wishes we could revisit and recapture that feeling. That part one and part two, or that season one and season two, feeling, and and I think that's where a lot of people are going to feel disappointed. But if you let that go and say, you know what, that was the '90s; it was a time we're not going back there. That's not the choice Lynch and Frost made. Then there's a lot to dig into and enjoy, uh, and rewatch and and soak up about the return.
1: Yes, I would. Yes, I would agree with that. I, it, it definitely was different.
3: <laughs> well, I think it's very telling it wasn't Twin Peaks Season 3. It was Twin Peaks Return Season 1. It wasn't the same mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Um, yeah. I desperately... And I'll, I'll I'll admit it, and Gabe will verbally punch me, but I, I desperately wanted it to be Season 3. Of sure. Twin
2: Peaks. Yeah,
3: yeah. I, for me, any time in the return we left the town of Twin Peaks, I got agitated. It just felt like a waste of time. Um, like... Uh, it just uh, there was so many interesting characters and things happening in the town itself, and that, that I wanted to stay there and deal with that. I didn't necessarily want it to be the exact same, but because there was a whole new dynamic in the town now. But it just felt like you had all these great characters, and we didn't get enough time with them. And yeah, that's why,
1: what, why? Why aren't you using them? You've got you've got the you've got the greatness of of, of Everett McGill, and you've got the greatness of Sherilyn yeah. Fenn, and you've got all these you know Richard Bamer and all these folks. Why didn't we get more of them? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And, and, I thought, I, and we thought we all thought it was leading that way, right? That's been the mantra on this on this show. Well, and, and, and the, we got there, that, and then, it, and then it we just, just happened real fast.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, like we it ended, We we got to the sheriff's department. Cooper walked in, shot Mr. C. Goodbye. Back on the road.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I actually. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I feel like. That's why I kind of feel less positive about that part of it than I do the rest of this stuff. That is so. Um, opaque that you know and and like and i like things that are you know a little off-putting you know i mean i i kind of like ending stuff where it feels like the rug got pulled out from under you and i i think that um but i i mean i think in the big picture for this thing like i I can sympathize with everything everybody said. Like I've had every one of those feelings about this, and in, in wanting that, uh, you know, that Twin Peaks feeling back, and and like uh, and being frustrated with some some aspects of the show. And and I mean, for me, to some degree, like I thought the, you know, I I didn't think that the show was. You know, visually as amazing as no. it could be. Uh, it's very, um, it I mean, very
3: standard the way he came you know, uh, I mean, I
2: out. I, I, I mean, to mm-hmm. me, it's not that. It's that it's, I mean, partly it's because what it's shot on. I mean, it's shot on a kind of a sub feature grade digital camera. Yeah. But the, um, but like, uh, it, like, it felt clunky in ways that when I think about the last episode, did not feel like that in any way. Like the right. way that that was made and the way that it was shot and it felt like a feature and it had a, a quality to it that wasn't there in a lot of the rest of the show, which felt kind of shallower and flatter. And, uh, and, but I think that there is, like, I cannot, I don't think I can express how excited I've been this whole time thinking about this thing and obsessing about this thing and having a thing in the world to like be that obsessed with and the fact that it ended in a way that it could that I'll never be able to to 100% like reconcile these uh, these things yeah. I think is I I I can't help but feel like that's a positive
1: positive. Well, and, and, and and yeah and I agree with you because I can't because I I can't think we we said this a lot on the show that with lynch and with twin peaks every time you got an answer co- a question answered you got three more questions and i feel like th- the this ended with that time ta- to the 10th power and right you know where when you
2: know, you know when twin peaks sucked it was when they didn't have a question to ask you know yes. it was uh in yep. the in the second season where there was just nothing and there wasn't
1: you know it was it dick Tremaine doing wine tasting
2: yeah, yeah and just local churn you know instead yeah. of uh asking these big mysterious questions and David Lynch from the, from the beginning has always said that they never wanted to solve the mystery. They never, they always wanted the mystery to be the thing that uh, that would be there forever. And, uh, and, and I think that the mystery is now there forever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and that's the thing is that like, I, I will, I will agree and disagree with some of the stuff you said there, Gabe, because I think that in these 18 parts, we had glimmers and moments of, lynch as the expert filmmaker and the visual i mean like but oh, we, you
2: know, I, there are things in here that are better and more thrilling than anything else he's done i'm not yeah. saying that i think that yeah. there that, that there are other you know there's other stuff that's more you know that that's a little more generic and feels like somebody directing an 18-hour movie to me like i can't help but think about the schedule for this damn thing like the <laughs> whole time you know and like what and the amount and how little Time There probably really is to focus down on scenes and stuff because they have to shoot that much. But at the same time, like there are things in I mean, you know, the controversial uh, part eight and uh, and a lot of other smaller things that are really, really amazing things that I think are some of the best things he's ever done. But sorry, go Go ahead. ahead.
1: Well, no, no. And so, I mean, and that kind of, uh, kind of begs the question I have was like looking back on it and Connor, I'm, I kind of, I know where, how you'll answer this, but do you think that the immenseness of it? Like, did we spend too much time in Vegas? Did we truly spend too much time with Dougie? You know, like like did did he get did they get so enamored with what they were building that it veered from what makes Twin Peaks so great or what potentially could make the return so great? Those are the things I'm I'm wondering. This is Twin Peaks
2: now though. (laughs) Like that other thing was Twin Peaks. It was a different Twin Peaks. This thing is whatever this thing is. I mean there and and my rewatch of it, I actually didn't like and the rewatch uh, over the last couple of days, I didn't really mind the Vegas stuff at all. Like stuff that frustrated me in the past. I don't know. It just it, when I knew that Cooper was coming back, it lifted all of those feelings, and I looked at it in a very different way. But Interesting.
0: Yeah. Connor, how are you? I,
3: I, I this when I think about the, the original Twin Peaks, I think of the absurd whimsy of the stuff that would happen in the lobby of the Great Northern Hotel in the background while something important was happening in the foreground. Yeah. I think about uh, utter terror, things that still frighten me now as a nearly 40-year-old man. Um and 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 didn't the the very interesting way Lynch would shoot his episodes, the the strange wide-angle shots, the shooting from the corner of rooms, I don't feel like any of that happened in this, and that to me, was a difficult thing for me, because it didn't feel like Twin Peaks. It felt like a, it felt like a weird, prismed version of Twin Peaks. However, I will agree with everything Gabe said about being utterly captivated for 18 weeks, not feeling this excited about anything on TV for 18 weeks. Um, the, this experience was something I'll never you know, forget. It's just it was a great time to be, to be alive. Um, it just, it wasn't what I was hoping it would be, but it was something else that I really enjoyed, even with all the problems I had. All right.
0: Well, I think that means it's time to head down to the roadhouse one last time, uh, (laughs) to, to check out a couple of things folks were saying. Uh, John W wrote in saying he was enjoying this podcast a lot. My if only wish would have been to see David Bowie perform in the last episode of Twin Peaks at the Bang Bang Bar doing a song from Black Star.
1: You, you, you know what was so funny when, about that comment is that I was actually taking a shower today this morning and I was thinking about like all right what 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 could like is the last episode and we're going to, Harry's going to walk in and put yeah, his hat back yeah, on right, right. and John, just John justice Wheeler's going <laughs> to land a plane. Right. You know, and like, and like, who are all the various people that, that we haven't seen that, that we maybe, who are we going to be surprised by? And then like in a world where where 2017 comic is Dale Cooper can walk through the woods with Cheryl Lee from 19, 1991. Right. Which that's a whole other like, how did they pull that off? Right. Um, you know, I wouldn't put it past to have a date Bowie as Jeffries in some way, shape, or form. Um, but then I quickly dismissed it all as I finished my shower and said, "None of that's going to happen." And don't yeah. don't get your hopes yeah. up.
0: Well, yeah. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. You were right. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it turns out our surprise was Cheryl Lee came back. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. Although that was- digital Cheryl Lee had an even worse wig than
2: uh, than Firewalk <laughs> Cheryl.
3: That's true. Well, we did. We did get. A lot of people I didn't think we'd see Joe Ch- Joan Jen, especially after that strange yeah. article she posted. We did we got Piper Laurie. We I mean I
1: will admit that when that when that sequence started, when they went back to the pilot and they showed and they showed Pete going to go fishing and saying goodbye to Catherine and Josie and the thing, for a moment I thought, oh God, we're rewinding and we're just gonna start the pilot as if Laura didn't die.
2: Yeah, well it did but it can't be that easy, can it? No, <laughs> no <it's not>. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but actually, one of the things when we were watching the the parts of Fire Walk with me, I was like, so now we have Leo Johnson and we have uh, and they mentioned Donna, these people that yeah. like no one mentioned in the course of the show. Yeah. Like, I, even though we saw people that were related to them, I, I I can't believe that it, it seems so deliberate to exclude Donna. And then we get a line about Donna.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I was part of that sequence he wanted to use and there was no elegant way to get rid of it. So there you go. <laughs> Just well, I think
2: up. he's. You he can just. You uh, should just have a, a weird digital uh, space <laughs> warp sort of thing because that's how they got around every other.
0: <laughs> it was just sitting there like a fish in a percolator. Um, <laughs> Adam Moyers uh, on Twitter at ib and Gary said, "Jeffries is a TARDIS. Dougie is home safe. Coop saved Laura, but ended up trapped with her by Judy in a pocket dimension. Question mark. Question
1: mark. Question mark. I, I'm cool. sure." Like that's- I feel yeah. like that's I, the Tardis thing, whatever. Okay. No. Yeah. Let's
2: just let's not do the. Yeah. Well, he's just but, saying yeah, exactly. Jeffries
0: does lo- allowed some time travel to happen. If that. And, makes he, it looks, yes. and he looks Clearly like a get. phone booth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. But um. But yeah, I think I think the conventional wisdom. I think I think I, I think it is that Cooper and Laura are trapped some way by Judy in, you know, in an alternate timeline or dimension
2: but i really think that i i I don't understand i think we really are going to have to go back and watch this several hundred more times to (laughs) just to get some sense of what the intentionality here was like what where did that come from like how did they ah god it's i don't know i guess you're right but i think that there's more to it that there's no way that we can grapple with right now right
3: What was everybody feeling at, like, the 16 minutes to go mark when Cooper's, like, wandering through Odessa? Oh. I
2: was not feeling good. Oh, I was was with it. I mean, I I felt like it was confusing and difficult, but I felt – and it seemed like, okay, we're going somewhere, but we're running out of time. And then – when it felt, when it seemed like, oh, wait, we're just gonna go back to the the Palmer house. It was like, uh, it could, I felt like it could literally, every time we went to black, I was like, it's over. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. every time, like, uh, you know, I feel, I felt like, uh, you know, once we got to Odessa, I felt like he's just gonna screw us over here. Like, it's gonna, <laughs> I know he's just gonna end on something completely like, you know, that, that leaves us dangling completely. And in a way, the, what we ended with was at least pointed to something more than uh, than than it, it, than as obtuse as that whole thing could have been right.
1: Why Odessa?
2: Because okay. it's near the bomb site because it's it's close enough for yeah. she grew up there it's the, she's the little girl I believe, firmly believe she's the little girl with a frog in her. So that what was the deal Bruce? with Sarah?
3: Yeah, I don't know. Before, what was the whole of that scene where she freaked out in the store?
2: <laughs> well,
0: I think that men all are fits coming. Sarah, what kind of men? I mean, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, but Sarah is close. I mean, the things that were happening with Sarah are closer to the stuff that we get have to really have evidence for time loops, and uh, she seemed to be stuck. I mean, she the, that whole scene with the uh, with the repeating uh, boxing mm-hmm. match, and uh, I mean, there is something going on there, and there may be like the seeds of of what it is. Maybe. You know other places in this thing, uh, and you know if we, look, I spent a long time thinking about a
1: monkey that said Judy. I feel like, <laughs> it,
2: you know, like I, I feel like there's more here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, but, but before we finish wrapping up, Tom, I do. The one thing I didn't I, we didn't touch upon was it was really wonderful to see Julie Cruz at the end of part 17. Oh Yes, yeah. absolutely. And 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 of course, I was I was hoping, hoping, hoping that it was going to be Julie Cruz at the end of part 18 singing Falling. And everything was kind of back where it wanted to be, but it was great to see her at the roadhouse. Uh, and like that was that was a nice little moment of oh good, I'm glad we got Julie Cruz. So Yeah, yeah well that
2: was the episode where you got any sort of, you you there was still some possibility of things uh, being wrapped up for you. I guess yeah. except for the Dougie. You
3: Should have known once Julie Cruz showed up, you should have that should have been a sign. Like, the, yeah, yeah, no, just I, turn
0: it I, off. Yeah. I the love Mary
3: the coal mine dropped dead at that point.
0: I love this idea that part seventeen is the end and part eighteen yeah. is the pilot of a new season. Or or a new it's series, the
1: beginning. Yeah.
3: yeah. Oh uh, well, but it all makes sense when the Black dossier comes out in October. I'm sure. Yeah, right. That. Well, that's that's no.
1: a that's a that's a good mention, Connor. Right, Tom. Yeah, actually, absolutely. Uh,
0: um, let's uh, let's uh, wrap up. What has been an incredible journey uh, by letting you know it's not over. Uh, Ron yes. and I are going to take a break <laughs> <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> for almost a year. Uh, we've been giving up large parts of our schedule uh, to watching and enjoying and talking about this. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna rest our brains a little bit. Uh, I'm probably gonna go rewatch everything again, like Gabe did, uh, and try to put it back in my head. And then at some point we will reconvene. Uh, and do a sort of like okay, now that we've had some time, uh, w- what do we think now? Because uh, like like we've been doing, all of these are immediate reactions immediately afterwards, and we'll probably do one about the dossier. We'll probably do an episode about well, that as well.
1: Yeah, we're definitely gonna. Yeah, I would. I was saying. I was saying to you, Tom, before the show. Like, I would love to, you know, kind of reconvene in a couple of weeks with a with a couple of our other previous guests. I know I would love to hear what Mallory thinks. You know, Mallory Omira. I know. Um, I don't know how many much of our audience would like to hear what Anthony Carboni thinks, but I would like to. Um, so, so maybe we'll 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 kind of regroup with some of our friends and and hear, you know, kind of hear what their takes on it. Plus, also after it kind of marinates for a few weeks, I think will be good. But the 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 final dossier, the next book written by Mark Frost, comes out at the end of October. Um, and so we're going to, we're going to get that, read it as quickly as possible and then reconvene as well, uh, to talk about that book. Cause I'm very curious. I'm assuming that's going to be written by Tammy Preston again, considering she wrote the first book, the secret history. One
0: would
1: um, expect, Yeah. Yeah. Well, quote not assume wrote.
3: anything. Don't assume
1: anything, Don't assume I know. Don't assume anything.
3: It's going to be written yeah. by some random waitress in Odessa, Texas. <laughs> Christy. It's
1: going to be or, written by Christy. Or it's or just going to be very detailed about some aspect of of, of, of the the uh, nuclear test or the atomic yeah, testing. Yeah, the, yeah. the, yeah. the Nixon administration. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be into that. But may, hey, listen, I'll just be happy if we get some more Jackie Gleason references in the next book. That's all I want. <laughs> but, so uh, uh, if you're if Jackie Gleason.
0: If you're yeah. a patron, uh, don't cancel your Patreon. We won't charge uh, for anything we don't put out, so you won't get charged until we actually do something. Uh, but if you want to be able to find out that it's happened and, and hear it, uh, patreon.com slash damn podcast is the place to go. Uh, thank you, Connor Kilpatrick and Gabe Hardman uh, for being with us multiple times throughout this journey. Really appreciate it.
2: No, thank you. Trust me. This is a highlight for me. It really is. I mean, I could be on a podcast and talk about something I'm interested in. It's great.
1: (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and Connor, thank you as well too. I know that you you've been an active member in the Slack and 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 you've been as much of a you know part of the team on this side of the mic, but also on the other side of the mic. So thank there, you as well.
3: There is nothing I like more than talking about Twin Peaks. So yeah. I've been thrilled to do it. I'm thankful you guys have done this and had me on. I as anything, even though I've been frustrated by, at times, I've I've enjoyed every. Every week for the last 18 weeks.
0: And that's a good point. Uh, we won't be turning off the slack either if you want to chat with other people about it. Um, Gabe Hardman, where can people find more of what you do if they want to find it?
2: Uh, just uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm Gabriel Hardman uh, on, on Tumblr as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, come see me at New York Comic Con. I'll, I'll be there.
0: Go find a Gabe and and uh, give him a Bookhouse boy salute. <laughs> Sounds good.
2: Or, or just talk about episode 18 for an hour or something. <laughs> yeah, seriously, you can just come up to me and start talking about the thing, and I will talk to you forever about
0: Fantastic.
1: it. Fantastic. Uh, or, 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 or kudos to the listener of Damn Fine Podcast who goes to New York Comic Con and requests the oddest commission from Gabe. Oh, uh, yeah. They, Actually,
2: oh, I, I have a commission list. that's uh, I mean, it's it's a little full now, but I mean, I'm still... I will make an exception, and I will do any of the like. If you want a a, a teapot Jeffries, if you <laughs> want a uh, my God, I would I, I would nearly pay you to if I could do a uh, an evolution of the arm. So by all means,
0: <laughs> excellent. Get to New York Comic Con, people. Uh, Connor, where can people find more about what you're doing? They can find me every week at ifanboy.com where Ron and I and our buddy Josh
3: host the Pick of the Week podcast, where we talk about the week's comic books. Occasionally, we talk about Gabe. And his work, um, and Ron and I uh, just and Josh just released our six hundredth episode this week. Oh, congratulations! This week and yesterday, wow. in fact, uh, we we did three hours. I'm amazed I can still talk. We just did it last night, and uh, it, we, so you can find me there every week. That's crazy! Congratulations!
1: Thank you very much. Thanks. Yeah. Now what have we What have we done with our lives? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh comment on this episode of com You can email us feedback at com That's not going away. Keep supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. Our Twitter feed is alive and kicking at DamnFinecast, and our Facebook page is Facebook.com slash fine Podcast. Thank you again for joining us, Connor Kilpatrick and Gabe Hardman. I'm Tom. I'm
1: Ron and Tom, thank you.
0: Thank you, man. Good job.
1: Yeah, you know, Ron Richards,
0: time. you're all right.